Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Restoring Grace Radio on blogtalkradio.com. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining us either live or on archives. Restoring Grace Radio is here to provide online lessons about the Christian faith, our history, our documents, and how to express our faith to a very needy world. Thank you for listening, and now, on to our broadcast. Blessings of Hashem be upon you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. And whether you're joining us live or in archive, thank you very much. Today's broadcast of the Zohar 15 is about create your environment through your words. Create your environment through your words. And we'll be reading from Zohar, the English version, volume 15, portion Daria, uh, verses 81 through 87, if we have time to make it that far. There's a lot of conversation in Christian circles and in different types of other religions and other practices about the idea of calling down power from God, calling down, you know, claiming miracles. And in some of what we hear today is kind of a, uh, a mix, a hybrid of, of it, but there's really truth to it. For thousands of years, the Kabbalists, uh, the Jewish sages and rabbis of the past had taught on how this works. But we want to remember that it's important that we speak wisely and that we understand that our words, the, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the power of life and death is in the tongue. One of the New Testament authors, James, talked about the tongue being a very small part of the body, but yet works like a rudder of a large boat. And no matter what the size of the boat is, the rudder turns one way, the boat goes with it. There's power in those words. And our words can bring life and they can bring death. They can bring sadness. They can bring encouragement. But our words are very powerful. Now, we talked about that one of the staple elements in, of Kabbalah is the idea that we are here in this earthly body and in this time that we're in to perform what's called tikkun, our correction, to become more and more like God, to become more the person that God created us to be, basically to become our perfected self. Now, our correction, that tikkun that we perform every day, which, by the way, the idea is that as we're individually performing our tikkun and our correction, we begin to corporately perform it, and the idea is tikkun olam, we help to repair the world. Now, our correction is to help us connect ourselves to our perfected self, the person, the soul that God wants us to be. Well, this soul, this perfected self, already exists in the upper world with, with uh, God. He's already seen it. He already knows what you're capable of. He already, he, Hashem knows what your, your capabilities are and what you can do. This perfected soul is already existent. And words are very powerful because when you think about it, the words that we speak are, are words that, for example, are the agents that deliver creation. When you think of all the ways that God could have recorded how he did creation, he's God. He wrote the book on it. But yet we are told those ten utterances, you know, the day and the night and man and the waters and the firmament, these ten utterances that take place. We're told about these and these utterances of God that create. I want to read verse 81 
from portion Tazira, and it says this, talking about the creation of man, and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, the Nashima. This is the holy Nashima that is drawn from the supernal life from Bina. Bina is the word for understanding. A man, a man became a living nefesh, a living soul. Since a man includes a holy nefesh from the supernal living creature that produced the earth here on Malkut. As it, says, as it is written, let the earth bring forth living creatures. The nefesh is supernal, the living creature. What we learn here is that God breathes breath into each of us. Not just breath, but his breath. And we moved. The creation story tells us that the earth brought forth all these living creatures. But only one of these living creatures, the living creatures having a soul, that beginning portion of life, they were nefesh. But only one creature moved to Neshama, which is the living soul. And this breath of God that came into this creation is what moved Adam, this original creation of man, from Nefesh to Nashima. And it's interesting that in that word, Nashima, is the word Shem, which means the name, Hashem, the name. Shem means name. The implication here is clear, that not only did he breathe the breath and you moved from the Nefesh to the Neshima, but in moving to Neshima, he gave you your name. You are assigned a name by the Creator. Now, we think of names like my name is David, and your name may be Dana, or your name may be Samuel, or your name may be all these other names. And, we, and people say, oh, go get David, or go get Dana, or go get Bob, or go get Samuel, Samuel. And we think of a person, but we don't think of all the Samuels or all the Davids. We just think of the one we're thinking of. But this is something beyond just the physical recognition. This is a, a spiritual DNA that's given. And this is the act in which God, may his name be praised, God gave you your perfected self. Now, remember, the earth brings forth the living creatures, but to Shem, God, he brings forth the living souls, individually stamped. This is so important to realize that no one can be you in the economy of God. No one can be you in the kingdom of God. No one can accomplish the correction, the tikkun, the encouragement, the life to live with others than you. You're the only one. You are individually stamped. Verse number 82. Now something begins to happen. Come and see, it says. Come and see. As long as that holy soul, the Nashima, cleaves to, to man, he is beloved of his master. He is well kept from every direction. He is marked for the good above and below, and the Holy Shekinah, the Holy Spirit, rests upon him. This is great. Now, it is important to note that when we are in that place where God wants us to be, it says that we're marked for good above and below. Now, I want you to think about that. And we all know we live below. We're all here on the Malkuth. We're all here in the kingdom of the world. What does it mean I'm marked for good from above? Remember, we said that our perfected self is already there. Our perfected self has already been seen by God, has already been created. What we will become and what we will accomplish for God is already there. Verse number 83 says this. When he deviates from his ways, the Shekinah, the glory, the spirit is gone from him. And the Holy Neshama does not cleave to him. From the side of the harsh serpent, a spirit is aroused that roams and walks the world. And which rests only on a place supernal holiness has departed from. This is huge. 
and it dwells on that man. That man is then defiled and blemished in his flesh, in everything, and even in his countenance. So I want you to think about what he just said. So God breathes that life into us. We move from a living creature to a living soul. Some believe this is the transformation, the regeneration that takes place when a person accepts Jesus as their Savior. We move from living creature to living soul, but then we deviate from that path. We change our ways. We change our direction. I want you to always remember, it's important to note that we change our direction. God never changes. People say, oh, God, I was so much closer to God, and God was closer to me. God, where have you gone? What has happened between us? God has never changed. We're the ones that change direction. But three things happen. First of all, we learn that that, that, that holy, not, that, excuse me, we learn that that holy neshema that was cleaving to the creator is no longer cleaving. Secondly, we learn about this harsh serpent that arrives. And thirdly, and the most important part of this, is that this harsh serpent, Asatan, Satan, dwells where the holiness departed. I want you to think about that. Satan dwells where the holiness departed. That means that we have to make a place. There's a sacred space where Satan cannot dwell, where Asatan cannot be. This place of holiness. And then there's a space where he can't. And the Zohar teaches us that the space that Satan occupies is one that was abandoned by what was holy before. And Sad goes on to read that this man is marked not only in his flesh, but also in his spirit. Verse number 85 says this. This is The Torah therefore proclaims, keep your tongue from evil. And he who guards his mouth and his tongue, both in the, uh, one in the book of Psalms, one in the book of Proverbs, says, if his lips and tongue speak evil things, these things rise up. And when they do, everyone declares, be gone from the proximity of evil speeches of so-and-so and give way to the path of the harsh serpent. Now that is something else. How are landing spaces, places for Satan to work in our lives? How does he enter in? We speak evil. We think evil. We begin to do evil. And through the power of our words, the holiness Shema departs, moves away, and the place where holiness once was is now a space, a landing spot for the harsh serpent, for evil. I love what he says here. He says, people around this person, people around the person that is speaking evil, they say, be gone from the proximity of evil speech of so-and-so and give way to the path of the harsh serpent. They're not just saying, don't listen to him. They're saying, don't even be around him. Because what give way to the path, because this landing space that he's created through his evil speech, now comes the harsh serpent to fill what used to be holiness is now the place of the serpent. And they said, don't, don't just not listen. People say that all the time. Oh, when someone's speaking evil, just don't listen to them. This, the czar says, no, it's not just that. It's get out. Get completely out. Reject that neg- negativity. Many of you know that I wear a, a red string on my left wrist. And real quickly, I don't believe that my red string has any unique powers. It doesn't protect me against anything. But it helps me to remember the left side in Kabbalah being the receiving side. Then when I begin to hear evil speech, when I see things that I shouldn't be seeing, when, when someone is, is staring in a, in a negative way or expressing negativity towards me, that reminds me, get out of the proximity of that. 
Because as that evil speech is happening, it's opening up a landing space for Satan. The harsh serpent is going to come. And even more scary goes on to verse number 86. When the evil speech rises through the certain paths and rests before the harsh serpents, many spirits, listen to this, many spirits are stirred in the world in, in the world, and defile spirits descend from the side of the serpent. And they find the man who roused it through evil speech. And the speaking spirits, we'll talk about that in just a moment, the speaking spirits are removed from him. The defiled spirit defiles him. These landing spots, these paths, for the harsh serpent, he doesn't just come sit in there when you're speaking evil and just look at you and say, oh, you know, I like the way you're talking. I'll just hang out with you. It invites in other spirits, defiled spirits. This, by the way, should be shocking and scary. We should never be calling our spouses names. We should never be, be speaking evil of each other because when we do, we open this pathway. The Zohar says to people, hey, don't just not listen to so-and-so. Get out of the proximity of that person. Get away from them. But it's interesting to know. Now, remember, we're not talking about some crazed group of evil people that we can – we're talking about somebody who God brings into them. They receive the neshama. They receive the, the spirit of God. They receive the name, and they change their path and their direction. These are people just like us. And when these defiled spirits take over this person and take over the area, the environment they created for them to be there, when that happens, then they remove their speaking spirit. What is a speaking spirit? Ladies and gentlemen, it is true. Part of your life, part of who you are is here on the earth, and the other part is in heaven. Your perfected self is already there. And when you speak, you can bring blessings into people's life. You can bring blessings into your life. You can bring empowerment. You can ask for miracles. These things are all true. These are speaking spirits. Your spirit, speaking, making connection with the spirit of God. But when we sin, when we speak evil, when we allow that kind of mentality and those words to come out of our mouth, the pathway is clear for the harsh serpent. Where holiness used to reside, now evil is in its place. And this evil creates Two kinds of punishment. Two kinds of punishment. Verse 87. Just as punishment is inflicted on a man because of evil speech, so is he punished because he could he could have pronounced good words, but did not. For he blemished the speaking spirit, which is composed so to speak above and speak below, and everything is in holiness. Even more true, if the nation walks in a crooked path and he could talk to them and reprove them, yet he is silent and does not speak. So first of all, our evil speech punishes us in two ways. One is the blemish of knowing that we're not in that right relationship with God. That connection is departed. The is departed. Secondly is the guilt of knowing that our choices causes separation, a relationship between us and God. Wow. Wow. Remember. We must work to not speak evil. We must work at it. That's what we're called to do. We're called to work and not speak evil. But even as importantly, the Zohar says when a nation walks on the crooked path and we have the ability to speak up against it and we don't, that is also considered evil speech. Boy, what a timely lesson and message for us today. Thank you for joining me with the Live Run Archive. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and I appreciate you so much. And be looking out for more more episodes of the Zohar in 15.